All right. Hi, everybody. Can he hear me? You can hear me? Okay. Welcome in, everybody. Hi, mistress. Actually, I probably should deafen myself on his side. Hang on a second. No, it's okay. Hammer's talking to his chat right now, and I'm talking to you guys. So, all is well. Um, so, you guys can hear me okay? And he shouldn't be able to hear me now. You good? Okay. Yeah, so we're just going to talk for a minute. So, everybody kind of knows what this is all about. Um, this is how it looks for now. Uh, it's a work in progress, but I think um, Hammer really busted his ass to put together a nice overlay for us. Um, took a little bit of work to, <laughs> to get it done. So yeah, so tonight is us. Uh, yeah, Taz, I killed the um, the what you call it all all the sound alerts and stuff for tonight. Sorry, friend, but hi, Taz, how are you? Um, so yeah, so this is what this is. This is us having a conversation. Um, I think we landed on a new title for it. Um, we were doing, we were thinking like difficult conversations, uncomfortable conversations. Um, and we landed on this for now, but I think um, the topic for tonight that we're going to approach, I think will end up being the um, the title for our, our show, which is Vulnerable, right? I mean, that's what this is all starting with, is us, you know, two, you know, two men with audiences just being vulnerable, talking about the shit that's on our minds um, regarding, like, just life experiences, the things that we made us the people that we are today, um, both good, bad, or indifferent, and also the things that sort of motivate us to continue uh, to help us, you know, uh, have empathy. Going to be a minute. Oh, yeah, no worries, guys. I appreciate all the, the work behind the scenes that you guys are all doing. I really do. Um, so that's what we're doing. So I'm going to see if he is ready to get. Sorry, I muted for I muted on uh, Mike Mike. Okay, so I just want to make sure he can hear me. Can you hear me? And as you can imagine, we're trying to work out all the bugs here too. So just bear with us as we kind of get a get control of this whole process. And then, hello, we're doing exactly. Fuck it, we're doing it live. I can't hear you all of a sudden, Hammer. I know that was my fault. Oh, there you. Okay, you're good. All right, as long as as long as Papa, can you hear me? Exactly. Hi there, friend. How are you? Nice. Hello to Hammer's audience. It's okay. So I got you. As soon as I saw you doing your whole thing, I was like, all right, I'm gonna talk to my folks. He'll talk to his, and we'll eventually get together here. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I actually, I was telling them that if I minimize Discord, then I'll freeze, and that's what I was doing. I was freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. So yeah, so here we are. We're having this conversation. Um, no, nobody's gonna drive this conversation. Basically, it's gonna be as natural as possible. So I'm gonna say some things. He's gonna say some stuff, and we're just gonna go back and forth and um, call it good. But I was telling uh, everybody in chat that we've landed on 
vulnerable because that's what this is two grown ass men who have bravado and ego just <laughs> being vulnerable so that's what this is right so all right let's let's talk a little bit what does what does being vulnerable mean to you i guess we can kick it off like that yeah i'm losing you your 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 filters are too are too good what do you mean you were talking and you was like yeah we're going to vulnerable <laughs> Oh shit! Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Hello. Okay. Now I was saying, um, what like we can kick it off with like definitions, right? So how do we define vulnerable? How do you define it? Well, vulnerable for me is the taking off of the mask, the taking off of the mask and showing. Uh, yeah, David, I'm aware. Taking off of the mask and revealing the true self. You know, no longer this idea of I'll present this portion of me, but here's all of me is where I am with vulnerable. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, I guess we all, whether, whether it's work, school, um, relationships with friends, family, we all wear some kind of mask, right? Like there's ourselves and then our inner circle and so on. So, only most people only get so much of us. And I think with this process, and I think that a pure exhaustion for me becoming vulnerable and having conversations with other people came from that exhaustion of having all those masks on like, Oh, sh which one do I, you know, who, who am I seeing? Who do I have to be a chameleon for right now? You know, who, who in the room do I have to act for? You know, to me, that's, that wasn't who I wanted to be. So having, having so many masks to wear, it becomes, it becomes a juggling act. It becomes exhausting. So that level of honesty with not just people, but with myself was one of the hardest tasks I ever had to, and I still work on it constantly, constantly, every single day of my life. Because it's a thing where you don't always, sometimes you have to come to the realization that you're wearing a mask. Sometimes we don't realize that we're actually wearing a mask. We feel like, well, this is just me. This is just who I am. But in actuality, if you take the time to look at it, you might be one way with this group of people. And then you're different with this, with this group of people. And to a degree, it has to be in a sense, but you're not the same all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But what's, what's weird is so, and I don't know... I'm not a psychologist of any kind. Of, uh, I like to pretend, though. I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I will say, um, like, you know those people who are just very naturally themselves? Like, you see them in any situation they're in. That's who Bob is. Like, anywhere Bob goes, Bob is Bob. He doesn't misrepresent. That's them. You know what I mean? And I've I've never in my life, even to this day, as much as I try, have been that person. And I'm not saying I want to be, I'm just saying, I think there's a very important, uh, and that's not the right word. I think there's a very, it's vital almost of knowing yourself to be able to be that person in that, in any space you're in, no matter what, don't misrepresent, and don't change your tone of voice, don't change your accent, don't change how you sit. You're just you, period. I think it's a very rare and, trait. Yeah, because uh, with that comes 
you have to have a self-discovery in, in order to, to do that because you have to know who you are. Because if, if you determine who you are, then you'll know I'm not being true to myself. And I know that's something that I struggled with for a long time. I was I was the chameleon. I was yes. the one that that I can fit into any any circle and manipulate and blend in because I'm one to observe. So I would observe what's going on, see who does what, and then slowly but surely I was that. And then come out of that and go to something else. And there I was changing into something else. And so being the chameleon is 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 part of where you lose yourself. It's it, it that being the chameleon is where you acquire all of these masks. You you're you're literally picking them up one at a time as you are changing and shaping yourself into what you see or your surroundings. And then when it comes to find when it comes to you knowing who you are, what you like, and those kind of things, you're clueless. You have 100%. no clue because because you you took the you never took the time to learn you, but instead you took everybody else and incorporated them into you. Whoops. Right. And that's drawn from fear, right? Fear of judgment, fear of betrayal, whatever it is. Like that's that's the thing that I know for myself. I, I'm I'm like an amorphous kind of person. Like wherever I will fit into whatever mold you pour me into, you know? And, and I think out of the, I guess from, you know, that comes from experience of, you know, my life of, you know, being hurt, being betrayed, being, you know, whatever the hell brings us to that space. But then that becomes like an indelible mark on you. You're stuck doing that. You, you forever, forever, like you're performing and, you know, call it a midlife crisis, whatever, but I'm tired of performing. I really am. And which is weird because this is performing but i would like to perform as the person that i think that i am without any other without any other filters or masks in place i mean and i think sense? it's I, I i think you can perf you can perform you you can perform if you know who you are though that's the thing right like you just said it exactly yeah and so so sure, you know, we don't want, no longer want to perform in the sense of uh, a, a presenting a false you. And so I can, but when you perform you, then it's, that's something that you do every day. Because technically, if you want to be serious, if you go anywhere, it's a performance. You know, we right. go to work and we perform. You so, But if you, as you said, know you, or as I said, know yourself, then you, when you perform, you're just you. And so you, you don't, you, you take performing and being you and make them the same rather than being two separate, exclusive, independent things. I think I followed you there. I, yeah, I, I would agree. I'm being honest with you. I'm just, I want to make sure, like speaking of, <laughs> in terms of honesty, if I'm missing a point, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> repeat that, you know, cause I, I want this to be, um, as honest and open as possible. All right, so let's take. Of course. So we we both kind of have our rough definition. What's up? No, I'm I'm preparing for, preparing for what you get ready to say. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So let's take our our um our definitions of the word vulnerable, right? Because that's what we're focusing on. Like I know it says difficult difficult conversations above us, but we kind of landed on simply the word vulnerable as. 
the core right. title of this whole show podcast, whatever the hell it is going to be. Um, right. So let's take it a step further. I guess. When did you do you have like a defining moment for you when you were able to start being vulnerable with people, whether, you know, close or far, depending like, do you have a defining moment or is it something that kind of came to you over time? I guess this is a goddamn interview now. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I mean, so that's a very good question. And I put it this way. As, as I got older, well, let me back here. Let me back. And this happened to be convenient that I'm wearing a shirt that I am. Um, I was in, I, of course, I was, I'm in the army for those who don't know. Um, and I went to basic training, came out of basic training, and I went to what's called AIT, your advanced individual training. And I was in, um, we we had a pass where we could go, in, well, back up, we were in Fort Lee. And so I had a pass where I could, we could go out to, off 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 the base. And so I went, and they were like, well, we're going to get some clothes, because all we really had was the one pair of clothes you brought to basic training, and then uniforms. That, that was all that you had. And so if you wanted to go I wouldn't do anything else. You had that one pair of clothes that you could. And so we needed more. So we go out and we go shopping and I we're like, well, we need to get some clothes. And I'm like, go ahead. Cool. We can do that. And I am out shopping and I'm like, I don't know what I like. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so the joke was made, oh, well, your, your wife must shop for him. I'm like, well, no, that's not the case. But I don't, I, I don't know because I don't know me because I haven't been, I haven't been honest with first with myself or anything like that. And so from that point, knowing that I didn't know me, that's when I really started digging into that to find out who I was. And that's what started pulling things up that I had experienced. And I'm like, well, I can't just bottle this up. I have to have some sort of outlet. I've got, it's got to go somewhere because if I just keep suppressing it, I'll be in the same situation. And so it was that, that kind of sparked me into like, okay, but if, if you're going to have these conversations, it's going to make you vulnerable. You're going to have to put yourself out there to wh whoever you decide in order to get some real help in trying to figure out, understand what's really going on, who you are. And so I think that's the, that's the point where I decided I'm going to have to be vulnerable with someone because it's clearly evident that I can't do this on my own. Because if I could, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this very situation where I don't know how to buy clothes because I don't know what I like. And I ended up buying something. I didn't like it at first. I hated it. But come to find out, I still have those same clothes. That was 2017. However many years later, I have those same clothes and I love them because that was me. That was who I am. That was my personality. It fit everything about me. And so, but it took me not knowing myself, the kind of clothes that I like to make me realize that I have to dig all that stuff out and the digging out of that, the only way to do that would, to, would be to be vulnerable with somebody. It took a while to find somebody who understood me. Um, Shrek, I'm an onion, right? Um <laughs> So it's, it's, it's not as simple as, Hey, let's have a conversation. It was much That's more. That's what I was going to ask you about. It was, I was going to, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's much more than just, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. It was really digging into, um, 
things that have happened. Why is it that I am like I am? Why is it that I feel like I have to do these kind of things? And so it it took it took some real time. Um, it took some real real time. And by this time, I'm already I already have a family, and so I'm trying to adjust to that, and really be fully open. And then I think the 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 catalyst was my deployment. Mm. because now I'm in a, in a situation where you have to rely on me sometimes for your life. So we have to have this relationship that sit that we know what's going on. I, I got to know where your head is. I got to know what you're thinking. I have to know this because there are people trying to kill us. They don't know anything about me, but all they know is, I wear, I don't have it. I wear a uniform. Where's my top right there? I wear this uniform and they don't like people who wear this uniform. And so I need to know that you have my back at all times, despite what's going on so that we can make, uh, so that we can make it through whatever it is that they, they throw at us because we don't know. And so from there, some of my battle buddies, as they're called, is when I actually started having these real conversations about, about me. The unfortunate thing is a lot of them didn't get it, which was frustrating. Um, but in my talking, in my conversation, I got to learn more about me. And so even though they didn't get it, I did. And, and we all know verbalizing certain things brings about an awareness. Uh, you, you can think it, but when you say it, it has a, it, it just, it hits you different. And, and from there, I realized I need to do this more often. I need to keep doing this, but I've got to have, have the right audience because without the right audience, it's, it's, it frustrates me and deters me from wanting to be that way. I'm glad you, I'm glad you expanded on that. Cause I was going to ask from the, like, what transitive properties do, does, did the sort of realization about your own personality to then actually having coverage so that I'm glad you put it into further context. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll, I'll just share my, cause I, mine actually came from almost a single point. So when I, I got clean from drugs, I think I just turned 30, literally like two weeks before. So a little over 10 years ago. And I don't know what it was that made me, I always had this thought about other people having their shit together in, in, a, in a much, um, in a much different way than I did. Um, other people had it together. They understood the world more, you know, and I, I just didn't know shit. And it wasn't until I started, I went to rehab and I started to go to meetings when I realized like, oh God, nobody has it together. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. There are no adults. And I, what I mean by that is in the sense that like, I was meeting people who were skid row bums and CEOs of company. So like whatever, when you walk through that door of a meeting, wherever you came from in life, it was a bottleneck. You all walked through the same door, sat at the same tables, right? You were the same person. We were all on the level playing field. And through the work of meeting people and, and you know, the, that bonding that happens between, you know, you and another person, whether it's it's another um, it's another man in the, in the uh, program or a woman in the program you you share those incredibly intimate details and for me 
I got tired. I got really, really tired. Talking about earlier, you know, having all the masks on. I got tired of holding all that shit in. And I found that the more I talked to people and the more honest I was about, you know, the things I was anxious about, the things that I was uncertain or the things that made me angry or my past, you know, because as far as drug addicts are concerned, recovering addicts, I had a very high bottom. I was never once arrested. I never spent time in jail or prison or, or mental institution. Um, you know, I, I never spent time homeless on the streets, nothing. So to, to me, like I kept comparing and I finally got to the point. I'm like, stop comparing, stop doing it. Just be you dude. Like enough. Like why, why is my story not good enough to share? And I was listening to other people share who had similar, I'm like, if that dude's that confident sharing that story, why the hell can't I? And then for me again, like the more I realized if I was honest about myself and my intentions with everybody, I was being honest with myself too. Like I, w I was able to like feel good about my interactions with other people instead of being, you know, a liar or like, you know, holding back information or, or whatever it was. So, you know, to me again, like the last 10 years in that sort of environment allowed me to, you know, meet a new person and say, Hey, you know, it's nice to meet you. And then like 20 minutes later, have that, you know, tell them like things about me that I, that you wouldn't normally talk about because in the end you find out so many people suffer so, so much of the same shit that you do on, on some level, whatever it is that by the end of the conversation, they're thanking you for having the conversation with you, whether it's a loss of somebody or something, somebody went through or, or whatever it is. So you know, I think for me, again, that's where that comfort level of being vulnerable and having those conversations, including the uncomfortable ones that you and I have had that we'll probably share here on stream, uh, come from. And and I, I think wh whether it's a gradual transition or kind of an instant one, I think it's one that everyone needs to have. I, I, I definitely feel like everyone needs, and I, in granted it's difficult it's uncomfortable but if we're being honest it is those difficult and uncomfortable situations that cause us to grow i feel like we're we're stunted sometimes in our development as people because we don't deal with these kind of things that we we don't we we don't we just don't that's i think that's the best way we we don't and but Sometimes, I mean, it's out of fear, right? That's 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 the underlying thing. And we're we're afraid of not being good enough, being judged, um, those kind of things. But the, the 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 best perception or the most important perception of ourselves is the one that we have of ourselves. That that's that's most important. Because I mean, honestly, Sid could think I'm the worst person ever. And that would be his thing. And that would be okay. But to to a degree, it shouldn't affect me because I know who I am. You know, and maybe his perception is because of something happened. Maybe when I told him, don't tell, <laughs> don't tell him how to support him, maybe he didn't like it that way. Maybe he didn't like it in all capital letters. And so from there, he hates me. He hates hates me. All hates everything. But I know that my 
don't tell me I support you was because he doesn't want me to support him that way because of who he is. You see what I'm saying? But I think it's very important for us to have a perception of ourselves that is what it is, that is accurate for one and not based on anything else but what it is to, to, to promote, provoke, or be a catalyst for this kind of vulnerability. Did that make sense? Kinda. I'll be honest with you. I was a little distracted, but I, I got most of what you were saying. Um, so, okay. So let's let's take the first part that you talked about with with the those difficult conversations. Let's let's get to why. Let me think about this. Let's talk about what brought us to the place where you and I agreed that holy hell, this is something that we could talk about. So what I'm what I'm referring to is the passing of both of our respective uh, parents, your 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 mother and my parents. Does that sound like a good place to start? And under okay, all right, it's a, um, it's a real good place to start. Okay, so the the sort of genesis to this whole thing was we Hammer and I had talked a couple of times, um, and you know we we both come from very different backgrounds. Obviously, we're two different men from two different parts of the world and just two different lives, right? Um, but we both sort of came to this very similar conclusion with an incredibly traumatic event or events in our in our life. So I'm gonna try and go through mine. As quickly as I can, um, but still giving context. Don't rush. I don't, wanna... don't, 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 don't rush. Take your time. All right. Fair enough. Um, so a lot of you guys already know and some of you don't. Um, so I lost my father uh, in 2007 to suicide. Um, took his own life. He was a combat vet from Vietnam, former New York cop. Just, you know, very typical um, story, unfortunately. And... He, he he was a lifelong alcoholic and he had just gotten to the point where he, whatever it was that he couldn't deal with got got to got to him and um, you know I think it, I think now obviously the math adds up you know but at the time didn't quite understand it and a couple of years later my mother um, knew she was ill with cancer did nothing fell into a very vast depression. Nobody knew about it either, so she hid it. So hers was not a specific taking of her life, but she she died because of neglect. So to me, that was a, another suicide. And we bring this up because... This is actually weird to say outside of uh, our, our conversation, but them them dying the way they did, their, their end of life, their end stage... Um, was one of the best things that could have happened in my life. Now, I know that sounds weird to say, and and what I mean by that is, it was it was a turning point. That, that whole few years was a turning point for me because it's it was it was my identity. It's what I had grown up with. It was my parents, and you know, I I had a tremendous relationship with both of them, the people that I loved and adored. And they were both gone. And why the hell would them dying be a good thing? Well, it forced me to change a lot about myself that I was 
terrified to acknowledge, terrified to take action on, um, just terrified about. And I'm by no means, you know, a perfect human being, nor do I ever want to be. Um, all of that occurring at the same time put me on this path to a person that I'm really proud of today. And 10 years ago, I would have never said I'm, I'm proud of myself for anything at all in any way, shape or form. Um, so I, I think I've captured in, in, in a, in a, in an appropriate way, what I mean by the best thing that could have happened to me, because again, it, it was this horrible scenario that I would never have, you know, dreamt of, um, happening in, in a short time and it propelling me forward to say, okay, it's time to just do this because I could have easily gone the other way and fallen to that dark, awful place forever. So that's what I mean, you know, and, and I, it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. It, this, this realization didn't happen until a few years after when, you know, I had gotten clean. I had repaired relationships that were destroyed. I had rebuilt my life with, you know, with my wife and my own personal career and, and started making specific motions to improve my life. But again, I don't, what it would have been different. It wouldn't have been as a traumatic, uh, a, a, um, an impetus behind my movement in that direction. You know, I don't know the man that I would have been had they not died the way they did. This is all I know. And I know that those two events happening was what propelled me to, to grow into the person that I am proud of today that I'm working on, you know, constantly. I don't know. Did that make sense? Did that encapsulate our conversation before? Okay. Yep. Yep. It makes perfect sense. And, and with me, and I've told this story before, um, my mother, um, she had some medical issues and I was aware of that. One of them was high blood pressure, but some of that was as a result of some of the things that she was going through that, for whatever reason, pride probably be the, the main reason she wouldn't let anybody help her with. And so I am, I'm at work. I just got a, a, a new job. Um, at this time, this is 2013. I actually, I was starting at the company that I work with now and my brother who we have different fathers and his father had, had passed away five days prior to this day. And so he, he said that he was going up to Philadelphia where his father lived, him and his wife to be up there. And my mom, I was going to go and pick up my mom from, um, she lived about an hour and a half away from me. And I was bringing her to where I was. She was gonna hang out with me for the weekend. And so, uh, he told me then he said, well, mom's been having chest pain. So keep an eye on her. Cool. I can do that. No problem. Well, what happens is I, I said, I'm going to call, you know, I'll call her when I'm leaving where I get off at five o'clock. I'm going to call her and say, Hey, I'm on the way. And that way she'll be ready. Well, I'll call nobody answers. Um, I'm like, okay, well maybe she's asleep, whatever. Fine. I'll just, I'll go ahead and go. And so I talked to my brother and said, Hey, have you talked to mom? He's like, no. I said, okay, don't worry about it. I said, well, you call, I'll call. And whoever reaches her will call the other. Ooh, no big problem. So I'm, I'm going down the highway. I get a call. My brother's hysterical. What's the problem? He says, I need you to get to my house as soon as possible. The ambulance just left. I'm sorry. What? Cool. So me in my, um, 
in my fairly new Jeep Patriot. And I am flying down US 1. I think the had 120 on the dash. It would only go 108. I did that. I wasn't dangerous in driving, I, you know, but I'm just moving quickly. And so I get to the hospital and they just finished work on her. She's passed away. In that moment, I realized everything has changed. I realized life as I know it is no longer. But at the same time, okay, but Russell, this is your time. This is the time for you to step up and do and be what it is that you were intending, you were trying to be that your mother didn't let you. She, a lot of things that I wanted to do, even for her, she wouldn't let me do. And it bothered me, but she's my mother. What am I going to do, right? She has a way of putting me in my place very swiftly, um, like only mothers can do. Um, but it was at that point that I realized you have to do this. You have to be the person that you know you're supposed to be because now there's nobody to, even though they want you to, even though they held you back from doing it, there's nobody to propel you into that. Cause of course, like mom, this is awful. I hate it here before I even knew that was a thing, all of that. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, sure. You know, you can do this. You can do this. And I'm like, cool. But you know, cool. No problem. Because at, at, at this point, my father wasn't really in my life as he is now. So my mom was all I had. And so, you know, it was me talking to her that she was like, well, you know, this and this and this, give me, kind of give me pep talks. I can, okay, I can do that. Well, now I'm, I'm at this point now where um, if she talks to me, I've got bigger problems, right? If she says a word to me, I'm burning the hospital down and I'm never turning, I'm never coming back, right? So, cool. At this point, Russell, you got to step up. You know, not, not that you're doing bad or anything like that. Not that you don't have it together, but you, you got to tighten some things up. You got to get it together because the one that you, that was your crutch has been kicked out from under you. So what you going to do? And so it was literally in that moment, as I'm calling my supervisor, holding back tears and anybody who knows me, I, I hold emotion like a strainer. It's going to come out just come right out. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm, I'm on the phone trying to keep it together. That's <laughs> I said, hello. She said, what's wrong? I, and I had to pause and I had to lip and then, you know, it's, it get to moving. It get, and I told her, but once I hung up with her, I had to dry my tears. Cause at this point, my mother had, 13 brothers and sisters. They're all coming. Guess who has to handle all of the everything? That's me. So now it's Russell, get yourself together because you have stuff to do. You have things that you need to handle at this point. And so it was even in all of that because mind you, my brother is going up 95. He's going to buy 95. He turned around and came back. Um, but he's going up I-95 because he's going to see his father who passed away five days ahead of this. And so he comes back, whatever. I send him back to Philly. I said, all right, bye. I'll take care of it. But it was in that moment that it made me realize that not only do you have to do this, but you can do this. It's a, it was a defining moment that all of my doubts, all of my, all of my self whatever's went out the window. 
at that point because I knew that I had enough in me to be able to do and be what I needed to be to not just to people around me, but to myself that, to that, that everything that I, just everything was there. And that's what propelled me, catapulted me to the way that I am now. That that's, that's how I got here. That's, that is the, and that led up to the vulnerability part I talked about earlier. Because had I, I can be honest, had I not, had my mother not passed, I can almost guarantee that the vulnerability that you see now would not have been. Because I didn't have to do it. You know, I, 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 there was no reason for me to have to be vulnerable because I had somebody who could just tell me. So then why do I have to be vulnerable when you can just tell me? I mean, if I, hey, Russell, you are mean. Oh, okay, cool. I work on it, sure. But then it, but then it changed to, you know, I can be really mean. Hey, so and so and so, when I talked to you, how was I? I was mean. How? Tell me how. Tell me how. I want to know everything. <laughs> Pulling from silly. I want to know everything. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. So now I have to dig into, okay, so why am I so snappy at this? You know, I'm, I am sorry because something you said reminded me of an experience that I had. And that's why I came out like to you that way. It was then because before, of course, my mom, knows she knew. So she can tell me, oh, that's because so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, you probably won't remember or something. But now I had to take the time to dig into that, and I did a I did a lot of apologizing coming 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 up because that thing that is under my nose and above my chin could do some real damage. Yeah, and and my whole face. You all have talked about it time and time again. What I'm thinking, all of my emotions are all right here, always. And I, I it, and that's, that's where that, that was that point, that defining moment was you, you, now you have to do this. You do have to do this because if you really want to be the man that you claim you want to be not now it's on you to do that. So are you up to the challenge? Are you going to step up to the plate and do it? Or do you keep being the chameleon that you know that you already are? And, and so that's kind of, well, that's not kind of, that's exactly how that particular event shaped, defined this that you see now. That's, that, that's how that happened. That's exactly how that happened. So there it is. So there's, <laughs> there's both of our sort of stories of like, why, why, like the impetus behind the difficult conversations and vulnerability thing. So, okay. All right. Speaking of the vulnerability thing, um, let's talk about, let's talk about, I want to, there's a, there's a piece of the subject of vulnerability. I want to, I want to touch on, uh, but I don't know if now is the right time. I guess I'll just throw it out there and we'll see where it brings us. I mean, we don't, this isn't a formatted show, by the way, we don't know what the hell we're doing. So <laughs> bear with us. <laughs> 
uh, one of the things that we touched on when we had this conversation separately was the toxic perspective of being vulnerable. <laughs> this bullshit, you know. I'm a man, goddammit. I'm not vulnerable. Fuck you. You know, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna make me feel my emotions. All that crap. Um, not gonna happen. And I think. So for me, my whole childhood was like mixed messages. All right, I grew up with a guy who was a combat vet who said, "If you ever go into the military, fine, but if you're deployed, I will shoot you in the leg." And go to prison so you never have to go because he had been his his father his grandfather he didn't want to see another male in the in, in the um in, in the family go but on the same token this is a guy who called other guys that didn't go into combat you know what i mean like so it was it was a series of mixed messages he he, he was a guy who was open and vulnerable but also closed off so that's what i, I learned from and I, w I just never liked exposing that part of me because you know i didn't want to be hurt and be called all kinds of names by you know other other guys my age you know especially when you're a teenager who the hell wants to have these kinds of conversations this isn't the shit you have when you, conversations you have when you're when you're that age especially when we grew up i mean you and i are about the same age within a few years right you know maybe it's different now and i hope to god it is you know i look at my nephew he's 12 he's gonna be 13 i mean that kid is a million times brighter than i was at his age and thank god for that I have a much healthier outlook but i mean even guys our age and older like you know there is a movement i mean people okay so i'm off on a little tangent so i have a mental health tag on my channel all times right because to me i think no matter what the situation it's always important to acknowledge to talk about it because again i think oh yeah you know there's this huge focus on mental health and getting better and while yes we need to have those conversations do people really mean it like are we having the conversations we need to have are we actually broaching the subjects that we need to broach you know if you know, a lot of people have suffered trauma in their lives whatever it is are we getting the adequate help that we i mean you you know you're a combat vet are you getting the help that you need? Whatever. I'm just saying, like, there, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? So I know a lot of that is it's talked about, but it's also still laughed about. Like, fuck you. Get over it. Stop being a, you know, stop. I'll just say it. Stop being a bitch. Okay? Period. That's that's just what people say. And, I, and I've heard it my whole life. And like Alien says here in chat, you know, suck it up, buttercup. You know, how... how there, there is a time where you must take what you have and move on with it, whatever it is. But on the same token, it's that kind of thinking that pushes people into the darkness, a darkness that can't be penetrated, period. Yep. And that's the shit that I want to acknowledge with you because, you know, we're, we're, we're two guys who don't know each other. You know, I'm loud. I have an ego, you know. You're a pretty loud guy. I'm sure you've got a pretty solid ego about you. But we're having this conversation, and, you know, we feel comfortable in this right. space. So, I don't know if you want and, to run with that. And I'll moment. say this. I, I do. I'm going to I'm gonna run as fast as I can. Because I got no, it no, from... slow down. Like... <laughs> you tell me. I, you know, like you said, I got it, got it from, from two sides. Because I got that. And, and 
let's take it all the way there. As a black person, it had to be, you have to be strong. You can't be this. You absolutely cannot because they, they are trying to um, suppress you. They are trying to do whatever. And so, and not only am I African-American, I'm African-American male, right? Two strikes to start with, you know, just, and so you have to be showing emotion. Any type of emotion is not a thing. Absolutely cannot be. Why? Because it's going to be misperceived and there's going to be some sort of consequence. So, and then you go into our military, which was getting in the right direction, but hadn't gotten there yet. And I mean, it's still transitioning there, but you got to think, you got a lot of people who are from your Vietnam times, your, your older times who have this mindset. And so it is, you know, we, I, I went to basic training and it had some people literally break down and there were some people who were all over them and you don't want to see a, an angry hammer because I lost it. Because I'm, I'm trying to say, first of all, who are you to say anything about anybody else? You know, before you think to do that, you, you should re, you should reconsider. And those weren't my exact words, um, but that's how I phrase it now. Um, I really don't know what I said. I just knew it was it wasn't great because I was in a different place. But it's 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 understanding the fact that and I lost my train of thought. It's it's. You were talking about being in basic training and it, it kind of getting to the military, but not quite there yet. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. Yes. So they, that was still kind of the, it was a stigma attached to it. Right. If you weren't, if you weren't a hardened vet, then you couldn't make it. If you weren't tough as nails, you know, you eat glass for breakfast and stuff like that. Then, then, then you were already preset not to make it. And then it was a thing. It was, I've heard it. Oh, wait, because you know, so-and-so they'll cry in a heartbeat. Like, really? And so I, for, for a while I had to really, for a while I was like, I don't, I'm, I am not going to feel, I'm just not going to feel, cause I don't, don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to have can to I, deal can with Can I break it. in really and, quick? And Douglas, break right in. Sorry, I just have to acknowledge something. So, because I don't know if either one of us are, are making this point. I really want it to be understood. Um, so I apologize if I'm just throwing it out there. But, okay. So, with regard to being tough as nails, I mean, Hammer earlier described the situation when his when his mother had passed and he had to, like, you know, get his shit together. So, I don't think either of us are advocating, like, you can't ever just get the fuck on with it. Cause there are times when you simply just must do that. You must act in contrast to whatever it is you're feeling. So, you know, whether, whether you're going something, going through something horrible in the moment, you're terrified, you're, you're, you're just stuck with fear and you have to just proceed forward with whatever it is. Those moments exist because you have to, it's survival, whatever it's actual physical survival in a survival situation, or you have to deal with shit in life, whether it's your relationship or finances. Yes. There are moments where you must pick your shit up and move the fuck on. But the difference is, and, and this is the vital component. 
is having that moment outside of that where like you know i'm i'm not like you got to be able to release that energy you got to be able to break down and just process all that information and that's the component that i think we're both trying to convey is 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 key so i'm sorry to throw that out there but i i needed to make i needed to make that like a thing and that's good because i was getting there because the body's not made to do that Right. The body's okay, literally not designed to handle all of that. <laughs> the body's not, but it's a good point. The body's not designed for that. And so it will cause all kinds of other things to go on, just not releasing emotion. The withholding of, of emotion can literally kill you. It can literally result in your death because it, 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 it affects the parts of your body. It could, it could come in the form of sickness. Um, it could come in the form of mental illness. It could come in many different forms. And so it has to be a thing. It is absolutely a thing. We were made, created with emotions. And we were designed to have to express those emotions. And we should have a space where we can express them and not be judged for them, not be criticized, not be made to feel any less of a person because we have emotions. And a lot of times as males, we don't have that space. It's again, we're getting better. I will say that we're getting better. But as Sid said, growing up, it was not that. There was a situation where my son, he fell and he scraped his knee and he cried. Doggone it, the way he fell, I'd have cried too. And it was said to him, stop crying because you're a boy. I will be honest. <laughs> had that not had that person not been on the sidewalk, I probably would have run him over with my Jeep. <laughs> because my thing is, so what? He's you're not allowed to feel pain, damn what it. You do. What's wrong with you? You go run. You run and fall down that hill and see, won't you cry? I'm like, okay, so he's a boy. What's up? And then even, even some of the, the people that are, that he interacts with, that he um, has to be around have said to me, oh, I have to be so-and-so because he's a boy. And I'm, and I'm like, well, what does that even mean? And, and it's like, well, because I know boys and so-and-so. And so then me, being like I am, I said, so, because the, the particular person was a female, I said, so how, how many days have you been a male? Tell me how long have you been a male? Well, I just know, and I had, tell me how long have you been a male? Well, I haven't, I know. So then you can't say what he feels. You can't say in the, you can't say, be, you can't say it from the aspect of because he's a male, you should feel this because you're a male. You can't feel that. What, 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 what difference is that? So you tell me I can't, I can't be sad. You tell me that I can't be upset. You're telling me that I, that I can't be that Not because I'm it's a ridiculous. male. Exactly. You know, it's that that's, you know, it's, it's not like there's a list. Okay. Females can do this, 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 and this males. Nope. You can't feel any of those. That's not how that goes. That, that is that is not that is not how 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 that goes. And t again, to Douglas's point, they make us they 
and I hate they, but society, culture says that, that you have to be strong for. And to a degree, that's not wrong, right? You have to be strong for, and there's a list of people you have to be strong for. Of course. But, but for some reason or another, you are not on that list. You have to be strong for everybody else. And if you aren't, you're, you're less of a man, even considered a woman because you have emotions. And honestly, they think that's a load of crap, which I know that it is, but just What's because I show emotion. Us? Yes. I just, just because I show emotion, I am not a man. And you all know me. I'm not a man, but everything that I see says otherwise. <laughs> everything that I see says otherwise. So then what do you what are you referring to? Are you are you referring to the image of a man that you've created? Well, I tell you what, I tell you what you do. You take that mold, you hop in it. And you be that, but I'm gonna be who I am. And but I, I do I think it's so unfair for for people to grow up into that. I think it's so it's so depriving because you don't get to live. You no. don't get to enjoy life. You don't get to be comfortable. Exactly, because it's always having to live up to this expectation. Yeah. Yeah. I, that 100%. somebody just made somewhere. 100%. And, and not only to that, like, so again, we all agree there's moments where you have to suck it up move the fuck on fine whatever okay but as like a mode of i mean because that person you're talking about like if she had a son say hey you're a boy stop the crying bullshit if she says it to that to your son in that moment you know for a fact that that's her way of thinking you're creating um somebody who's going to be a man someday and saying that to somebody somebody else's kid or their own kid and just another generation of people who are you know, hurting other people, bullying other people, hurting themselves, whatever the hell it is. And this shit just continues. This is a modality that does not work, right? Like it drives us all bad shit because here's, here's the end, end of the story. We all feel the same thing, period. We're all human. Like you said, I mean, being emotional is part of being human. Um, I, I want to acknowledge something. I'm, I'm kind of kind of like a hard left turn here, but somebody asked a question in chat and I, I really do want to acknowledge it. Um, because it is a topic I wanted to talk about anyway. Uh, let me find it. So Aging Hipster um, said, my question is, I was released from prison after 10 years in 2011. Nobody in the rooms, meaning in 12-step, uh, uh, my local area would assist me because I was, quote, prison queen. Now that I have 20 years, they want me in service, but I am not ready to forgive. Thoughts, please. All right. So I want to talk about forgiveness, right? This is a topic yeah, that it. I have obsessed over on and off for a number of years um okay so uh aging if you're still here this is this is for you because this is a topic i love so there was a documentary i saw a number of years ago um about a woman her name was ava core i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's called it was called uh shit forgiving dr mengala you're aware of who dr mengala was right i've heard of it mm -hmm. okay trigger warning this is going to be a discussion about you know, Holocaust survivor, um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
So Dr. Mangala, for those who don't know, was um, basically a horrible human being during the Nazi era. He was a surgeon who did a vast number of terrible things to a lot of people, this woman included. Okay, she had a twin sister. Her and her sister were in, I believe it was Auschwitz. Um, they suffered all kinds of terrible things. Her sister passed. She did not. She moved on. Okay, so she lived her whole life. Um, and at one point, as she got older, she decided to forgive this human being, this monster, this terrible, awful human being. And she got a lot of shit for it, not surprisingly. And, and the forgiveness, the forgiveness was not for him and what he had done. The forgiveness was for her and to get rid of the shit that she carried. And she didn't just say it. This wasn't a woman who, who was doing a TED talk and wanted a conversation with, with, you know, and go on a speaking circuit. She felt this to her core. Like as much as any human being can feel forgiveness for another person. And um, she did end up carrying this message until she passed away a couple of years ago. And the point of it is forgiveness isn't about the people you're forgiving. It's about you. It's about your expenditure of energy so i'm gonna tell a little story that i've told a piece of but not the entire thing because it wasn't relevant but it is now um my sister-in-law married my brother a few years before my mom passed away okay they were never close never had much of a relationship and which whatever you know it is what it is so when my mother got sick at the end of May 2010. Okay, she she went to the hospital. From the hospital, she stayed in there for a couple weeks after some rounds of chemo. Then she was transferred over to a skilled nursing facility uh, where she sort of continued to decline. Um, my brother went out of country. He was doing a thing for his uh, MBA where he was traveling. Uh, I think he was in China at the time. Spent two weeks out of country. Within those two weeks, she began to decline terribly to the point where it was we, we all kind of knew the end was near so the last week she was alive we knew like hey you know we don't know what's happening but why don't you come to the facility see her talk to her a little bit whatever oh you know i i, I don't feel comfortable I, I you know i'll try and stop by and she never did and then it became a thing where we transferred her to hospice so she went to hospice on a Monday afternoon and I kept reaching out to her. I said, you know, she's in hospice. And her whole thing was, well, I, those places make me uncomfortable. Well, no shit. I'm not comfortable sitting next to my dying mother in a hospice. What the hell is wrong with you? But I never, t I never said anything at, at all. She's like, I just don't like hospitals. Nobody likes hospitals. I, I love people that say I don't like hospitals. Who? What human being likes hospitals? Either to go to, to work. I mean, it's a hospital. So I sat next to my dying mother for three days um, in, in her hospice uh, room. And, um, and she never showed up. Not once. Didn't call. Didn't show up at all. And then she passed away. So for a couple of years... And you think I was mad. My wife. My wife did not have a good relationship with her mother. Um, so my mother kind of adopted her as a daughter. I mean, she they just ad 
adored the ground the other work walked on. I mean, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And when my mother died, my wife basically lost her mom. And you guys don't know Chippos that well. Let me tell you something. Um, that woman is made of fucking fire. Uh, <laughs> just to say the least. If she doesn't like you, she will let you know. And she, she kept it contained for a long time because we had to be family. You know, we had to be around each other. And it wasn't until a few years into being, you know, getting, getting clean and, and, you know, having these conversations where I started to realize that all of the energy that we were expending on being, you know, angry and, and hating the ground this, this person walked on, um, was getting us nowhere. And also like there was a lot of resentment that existed from their side towards us, from my side towards them for a lot of things, them meaning my brother and, 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 uh, and his wife. And so one day we had this big argument and then we said, you know what, let's stop the bullshit because that's one thing my brother and I have always been is each other's like, we're each other's core. Like you'll never fucking divide and conquer my brother and I, like we are as close as, as brothers can be. That's just the way it is. Like you'll never get in between us. And we got to the point where like, we knew that crap was getting bad. But my point with what my point with bringing this all into forgiveness is once we sat down and had a conversation and realized like she was appalled at her behavior, but she was ne she never had the courage to say anything and we never said anything to her. So we always assumed that she was this horribly selfish, awful human being. And since then she has carried it. We have had, listen, my wife went from hating this person to being as close as possible. They adore each other. Okay, so clearly, like, fences have been mended, but she still carries this guilt from having never shown up at the hospice, even though that's not a thing anymore. Um, so my, my point to that is, with forgiveness, forgiveness is an act for your own good. It's also something that you have to work on, too. It's it's not something that, like, I can just forgive this person and I'm done. Free and clear. Like, it's it's work. It's something you have to active, like, it's an active meditate, meditative state, almost. Because... You have to keep in mind the things like when you reach that place of like you want to forgive these people or this person, you have to keep reminding yourself as to why. Because, you know, we're all sensitive people. We all get back to those places. Well, they did X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, how much energy do you want to expend on hating this person for X, Y, and Z? So granted, for a person like Ava Kaur, who forgave Dr. Mengele, this woman carried this her whole life. She had... She lost her sister. Her whole childhood was ruined because of this human being. But what was her what was her being disgusted and angry at this man going to do for her anymore? At that point, honestly. So, I always I always applauded her her courage because she she really see a lot of crap. <sighs> so anyway, I'm sorry. I kind of went off on a tangent there, uh, Hammer. But I, that's where I wanted to go with with forgiveness. And and bring that into the conversation. Well, I, I, and I'll say this. I mean, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. Or as I heard somebody say, I think you hit the nail on your head. Um, <laughs> forgiveness is never for us. You know what I'm saying? Unless, sorry, there's a, there's a pork chop right there from dinner. Um, <laughs> unless you're forgiving yourself, which that's a different kind of thing. But it is because... To your point, you all were upset, which was binding you. It wasn't binding anybody else. The, 
your lack of forgiveness binds you. It puts you in a space where you can't have relationship with something or somebody because of something that you're feeling. While your feelings may be legitimate, what are they doing? What effects are they having? Because sure, you're like, why can't you come? You know, to your point, who wants to go? I mean, I didn't want to go to the hospital and see my mother being worked on with tubes and stuff out of her everywhere. Who wants to see that? You know, that's not a thing, but and and it could be said, well, I, you know, I did go, but if I didn't, because, well, you should have went. Well, whatever. I, we won't deal with that. But the the fact is as long as you or anybody else are holding that you're again you're stunted and to some degree because whatever could be there's a wall there would would whatever whatever could be it can't be because unforgiveness is 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 preventing and once you once you then because a, a lot of unforgiveness sometimes to your point comes to a lack of understanding uh, because, you know, sometimes we see things and perceive them as what they are without knowing more of it. And maybe it wouldn't be so hard. Maybe it wouldn't be so like we are, but getting an understanding was like, well, I, I get that. Um, I may not agree. I may not agree, but at least now we have some sort of communication going on about this and sure, you know, and, and you don't, you don't need to say it this way in, in a sense. Um, but for for my sake, I do forgive you, so that then I can I can move on from this place of whatever this place is, yeah. you know. In addition to unforgiveness, because now something comes with unforgiveness, whether it's hatred, whether it's resentment, whether it's whatever, it is now I can move on, and maybe, possibly, we can move on together. Maybe not. And that's okay, but it it releases you, it frees you from bondage, whatever kind of bondage that is. And it's, I mean, I've there's been time where I felt weights coming off my shoulders for forgiving somebody. I mean, I'll go into I, my brother who was ten years older than me. We talked about this before. He he didn't like me when I was born. He told my mother, "Mommy, I no like him." what he told her and trust me I know for a fact that he did not like me a lot of the experiences that I had with him um, that we had was indicative of the fact that he did not like me <laughs> and I mean to the point of one day I was my mom was away and I was crying for whatever reason and he would take me and Pick me up and toss me into my room on my bed. Well, one time I missed. Hit the floor, slid under the bed. I'm like, and that was okay. There was nothing but me and me. I had I had his back like like no other. I don't I don't understand it. Um, but I'm like, but you're showing me how much. And so when I got older. Our relationship was awful. It was terrible. I'm like, dude, really? I remember. I would tell him. He was like, "Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I do." 
And my mom was, because we argued all the time. We it, we argued. <laughs> is it daytime? It's an argument. The sun is clearly out. Somebody's right, but we are arguing because we did not get along. And it was because of that. And it was me. Because I'm holding on to, but you did this to me. You, you, you did this, you did this. And so I did. And so at some point I, I, I said, listen, we need to have a conversation. He's like, oh Lord, here you go. I said, yeah, that's right. We need to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, listen, the, I, I've been doing some thinking. He did it again. Oh, that's, you thinking is a never good thing. I said, well, stop talking so I can finish what I'm saying. And I, I realized that I've been harboring unforgiveness for the thing that the thing that that you did. Granted, they were not great, but it's water under the bridge at this point. There's absolutely nothing I can do or you can do about that now. We at the time, because my my other brother, he's technically my step, well, technically not my step brother, but we're close enough that we're brothers, and that's just the end of that. But I'm like, you're you're my only you're my only brother and the relationship that i want to have with you i can't have because i'm holding on to all this stuff and so we had a long conversation he apologized for a lot of stuff and i did i was like you know what i'm good you know i forgive you for all of that stuff we're good now let's start over let's let's then start over and let's build this relationship now inseparable right you know if, beside the fact that he lives in florida if we were here we'd be always together but it was me holding unforgiveness against him that prevented our relationship from being what it could be and so that is again to your point that's what holds us back and so he could have apologized till he was blue in the face but it would have done no good until i even if I didn't accept, per se, his apologies, I still had to forgive him. Even, and even right. if he never apologized, it was still me having to accept his, or me having to uh, forgive him that would push me into something else. And so, again, forgiveness is mainly for the person holding unforgiveness. Now, it could be a way off the other person's shoulder as well. Depending on the person, they may feel bad. They may do, you know, all these things that, that goes with that to if if they've done something. And it can be a weight off their shoulders as well to know that you are at a point where you can you can forgive. And so it 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 does both. It has potential to do both, but it always is for the person harboring that. Always. Always hundred percent. Absolutely. I, I do want to expand a little bit more on the forgiveness thing too. So Alien makes another point about um, forgiveness being very difficult to do, um, especially for people that have destroyed your life, which is 100% completely fair because when your anger is righteous, ooh, nothing feels as good as righteous anger. Holy fuck, that's a drug, man. Because not only are you right, but fucking A, are you right. But here's the thing. None of it matters. It doesn't matter because those people don't care. The idea behind for forgiveness is you're, again, to go back to the earlier theme, you're releasing the energy because it doesn't matter. You're not getting through to that person you're angry at. You know, whether it's a parent who abused you or a, a, a loved one who betrayed you, 
you're never getting through to that person. So what you do is, and and this isn't something that's done overnight, and it's likely something done in in, in some kind of mental health practitioner's office or whatever. You you find the way to see what type of person they are. And I don't want to say compartmentalize it, but you have to do an analysis of them to make it so you can say, okay, you know what? I forgive them because I don't want to hold on to this shit anymore. You know, they were an abusive drunk. They were um, a philanderer. They were whatever the fuck. You have to be able to take the... The anal- you have to almost separate yourself from the situation. Look at them as different people than they are and take away what they did to you in order to be able to have that moment of, okay, despite all of it, I forgive you. Because again, like you're never going to get the, the true revenge that you want. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying justice can't be served in, you know, in certain situations. Like clearly... We live in a world where that needs to happen. Like if something if something is done to someone, okay, fine. But forgiveness is more about just excising that emotional cancer from your body and discarding it. Period. And easier said than done. But don't don't misunderstand. I'm not saying when you forgive somebody, you have to go skip off into the goddamn sunset together. At all, that doesn't have to happen. Should you forgive someone that has no remorse for what they have done to you? 100%. Because, again, it's not about them. It is about you. It is 100% about you. It is about the, again, going back to this Ava Core person. Do you think Dr. Mengele felt bad about whatever the hell he did to her and those other people? God, no. That was his whole purpose in life. And then he died. The forgiveness is about knowing what a monster this person was and knowing that she had all this resentment and hate and just vitriol just inside of her and again it was righteous it was righteous because he was a horrible human being but where did any of that righteous indignation get her or get anybody what did, where does it ever get anyone it's just like you know if somebody talks about their father who abused them you know fuck that guy that was that guy was garbage i hope he burns in hell okay i'm not saying you have to say nice things about him but that level of fury just ends up burning you out in the end. It never ends up being good. Ever. Ever. Exactly. Letting go of the venom you're holding. It, it really it really does consume you. Um, because we all have had moments in our lives where we've been betrayed or hurt. Where we could sit here to this day and feel that same thing. But in the end, it doesn't do anything. And, and, and please, again, I really want to stress this whole thing of like, just because you're right doesn't mean you're right in the sense. So I, I love this analogy. Say you're walking down the sidewalk, okay? Bus driver down the street, coming the other direction, drunk off his ass, loses control of the bus. He's coming at you, okay? You are right to be on the sidewalk, okay? It's your sidewalk. You are walking in the correct direction. This... Excuse me. Earmuffs. This motherfucker is still coming at you. What are you going to do? I'm right. He shouldn't be on the sidewalk. He's driving toward me. I'm, I belong. He belongs in the road. I'm not going to move. Because he, he doesn't belong on the sidewalk. 
So you can be right, sure, but you'll be dead right. You're still going to end up dying. It's just the way it has to be. You have to acquiesce to a situation that you may not want to in order to live a healthier life. If I, I think I sort of wrapped up all my bullshit points into one nice fine bow. You, but I, I think you make a, a, a really good point in being right. Because, sure, your anger, your whatever could be justified. It's, you know, not neglecting the fact that what was done to you, what was done to you hurts. And you have feelings behind that. However, and that and that's that's the that's the turning point there. What if you want somebody to hurt like you did, what makes you any different than than, than that person? Can I stop you for one second? Because Alien makes an amazing point. He says, well, not to be cruel, but my revenge has been completed against this person because what he had to go through in the end. Being filled with regret and w for wishing revenge on him and I am still hurting. Well, isn't that the point? I mean, isn't that the point of the whole thing? You've exacted this. Ooh, again, righteous. Just I am on the side of God and all that is right in the world and universe. And yet here I exist. Nothing's ever resolved from it. Again, with Donnie saying, I can't be an inch beyond cordial, you don't have to be. No one's saying you have to be. No one says you ever have to approach the person. Forgive without communicating. Forgive internally. Talk to somebody else. You know, pretend that that person's like, hey, look, I forgive you. Even though you're not that person, I'm not going to punch you in the face. So I understand this, this whole thing of forgiveness it is, it's an exercise. It's a daily exercise. So, okay, sorry, I, I, I jumped in, but I wanted to acknowledge. Yeah. And that's good because I was going to, because I'm in your chat too. Because um, the, the thing, that, and, and to your point, you don't have to talk to the person to forgive them. You, you don't have to do that. You don't necessarily have to have a conversation to forgive them. You can, as Sid said, you can forgive them within yourself. You can forgive them if you never see them again. If you never, ever meet them again, you can forgive them within yourself. And that then starts this process. But, and Donnie, you're right. You don't have to be, you know, good morning, how are you? Keep it moving. You know, you don't have to be, you know, dabbing it up, we get hugs and stuff. We don't, you don't, we don't have to do that to, to demonstrate forgiveness. You don't have to do that. But it is it's 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 within yourself that you know what this negative energy it goes back to that. I'm I, I just choose to release it. I choose to release I choose to release that for me, not for anybody else. For me, because at the end of the day, I'm the one really being affected, right? They're going on with their lives. I'm the one all jacked up. So because I'm holding this, so it's up to me. To forgive because again that's something that I can control I can control who I forgive and then that 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 from there is what again starts this this process of 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 moving forward and 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 again not 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 to be triggering 
uh, Aileen. So, so please take care of yourself. All right. Please, please make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Yeah. If you have to step away um, from this conversation, please do. I understand that it is triggering. Yeah. Please. Some of this. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, one hundred percent do do. But you know, just for all of us, um, I mean that that it's a good point. I got my revenge, and I still feel horrible. Right. The the very thing I would want to happen happened, but now now I feel worse or just as bad is because it's it's the it's it's not it's not the revenge itself. It's not the that's that that's not what it is. It's because I want you it's, to acknowledge what you did to me. It any exactly. rendering of justice is almost useless because you aren't acknowledging exactly. me and my feelings. And I'm sorry to tell you we all have to fucking feel validated. It's just, it's just the nature of who we are. Yep. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's what it is. And then it, there's a, it comes a time where you may realize that I can't do this by myself. I ever said, just hit it. She just hit it. I can't do this by myself. So, so at that point you need to come to the realization that, Hey, all right, I want to, but within myself, I, I, I can't right now. I, I can't right now. So then let me let me seek out somebody who can assist me because I want to. I really want to. But I, 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 I just can't. And that's a thing, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you may not just be able to, you may not be in a space. It might be too fresh. It might be too whatever. But then it comes to a time that that's when you need to reach out to Whoever, you know, preferably a mental health professional, preferably because they, I mean, they, they, they're trained in those kind of things, right? right? They're trained to get past the mask, right? To get down into it in order to be able to determine, okay, the, the okay, so this is, this is the root of it. You know, this is where it starts and this is what we need to deal with because if I chop it off at the top, it can, it can grow back into something else. Well, Usually not just that, but if, I, if just, we can get, I have to add too. So not just getting to the root of things, but helping you cope and, and giving you tools, specific therapies to deal with, especially when we're talking, let's be realistic. A lot of this is trauma that we've all experienced in our lives. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ways that trauma is handled depending upon what the trauma is, how many other sort of mental illness, uh, mental health comorbidities there are, uh, so to speak, you know, that might also be making it worse. So yeah, I mean, outside of just getting to the root of things, being able to help you process all this information. So that's why like mental health awareness isn't simply about talking about it. It's talking about it into the right person to, in, in the right forum. Like this is a great conversation we're having, yep. but in the end, we're two schmucks in two windows. You know, what the hell do we know? <laughs> you know um exactly and exactly and i think i think that's good because that that was my point because i just right, like to interrupt so, people that's what i do no no you're good um i said you keep having headaches right let's just do that you keep having headaches and so in the meantime you're taking tylenol to relieve the headache but we need to find out what's causing the headache we need to find out you know we need to deal with that but in the meantime you're having headaches so you definitely got to deal with it. You know, you definitely got to feel with it, deal with it and learn how to cope with it. But it's, it's once we get to that, to that route that we can prevent the headaches altogether. And, but that takes time. 
that you know that is not a um it's not a you close your eyes you open the beginning we're good take some real time to be able to be able to do that but it's not impossible it is not something that cannot be done so i mean i would urge everybody if you feel like you're stuck at a moment a point of unforgiveness then it's time it's it's it's, it's time to get some assistance of which there's nothing wrong with because then there's a stigma attached to that too oh my god there's nothing wrong with that you know there's not there's actually nothing wrong with that exactly you're being preventative preventive versus reactive you know and even um responding versus reacting that that as well and so no you know knowing that there's a thing let's go ahead and because it's it's only it's only going to make it worse you know unfortunately bad things don't get better with time it's, it's just it usually doesn't Un unforgiveness does not get better with time no because then of course as we continue to as as we continue to justify it we add more to it you know because you'd be like you know what because yeah because then you knew what you were doing adding something else and you and, and it can be all consuming it can literally consume you and that's, that's not what you want i don't, I don't want to keep going on and on about the same thing because i'll and repeat myself but that that's yeah. the thing so it's just a matter of making sure that you're taking care of it, find out, finding out that it's there, and then getting it handled before it turns into something a whole lot worse than what it is. Yeah, I, I agree. And I want to make one final point about forgiveness, too, before we, we kind of move on to the next thing. Um, it's, it's important to know that forgiveness is a process. It's not something as simple as I forgive this person because if you're saying I forgive you through gritted teeth, you have not forgiven that person. You're just trying to act as if. And while that works in some scenarios, it does not work in that. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Take your time. It doesn't happen overnight with it. like anything, any form of growth. Give it time. You know, um, it didn't take it. It it, it wasn't an overnight process for myself and my wife to forgive my sister-in-law um and i just use that example because that's the one that comes up in my mind immediately and then i've already told the story about um and that's a surface thing like that's just personalities just clashing you know imagine how much how much more difficult it is if something happens to somebody because of somebody else's actions it's it's gonna take time so if you get if you want this sort of like i want to be able to forgive this person but i can't do it don't rush it don't hate yourself because you can't we all feel what the hell we feel you know if you're still wanting to feel forgiveness and all you feel is hate and fury for this person well try again tomorrow try getting that help you've been meaning to get go talk to somebody you know don't rush it this isn't something that's gonna this is all this shit is a process you know, and but it's it's a worthwhile one, and it's a conversation worth having with yourself, with others. Um, so that was just my final point again about the forgiveness thing. Just don't expect it to happen overnight, and give yourself a break with it too, because otherwise, you know, like anything else, you drive yourself crazy trying to make it work. Square peg, round hole, kind of thing. So we were planning on doing this for about two hours. We've got about a half hour left. I mean. I don't know if we want to get to a place where we start wrapping up, but um gonna continue uh chatting about stuff. I don't know if you have any questions that you want to ask chat or 
whatever, or you want to move on to a different subject within the, the vulnerability thing? Well, I think, um, and let me see if I can, if I can word this the way, I don't want it to be one of those things where it, you think it would and, it, and words become hard and sentences. Sounds great up here, but go ahead. <laughs> vulnerability, right? Vulnerability. Well, let, let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, and not so much why is it important? Because, I mean, we kind of discussed that. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm really trying to ask, but with in regarding vulnerability, mm-hmm. got you. If are there any maybe tips and strategies that you've developed in this being vulnerable kind of thing that you could offer to someone who is looking like you know, I'm very closed off, you know, all those kind of things. How how do you come out of that? How do you be vulnerable or at least more vulnerable willingness honestly just a willingness to want to do it is this vulnerability thing something you actually want to do at all like is is connecting people like is the idea of having this conversation like let's say hammer and i didn't have an audience we were just bullshitting with each other is that something that you want to have with another person because if it is then okay fine you have a place to begin I would say start literally anywhere Um, because again, and also like, you know, know your audience too. If you know you're talking to somebody who's not going to receive you the way you want to be received, it's, it's not necessarily worth that journey either. You know, again, this is only to help enrich your communication with other people. As far as like this whole being vulnerable, like the fact that hammer and I have done this is because you know, if, if Hammer told me to go fuck myself or, or, you know, laughed in my face or whatever, then this wouldn't be a thing. We'd just be two people who know each other on Twitch and that's it, you know, but because we're so similar in this space, we got to this place where we wanted to do this. Um, so to answer your question, I don't have a one specific thing I could think of. I think again, willingness to want to have these conversations and also I would say the vital thing that you brought up learning to be okay with who you are and your experiences do not diminish what you have gone through in any way shape or form compared to anybody else because you're your own person your story is your story and own it because that's a mistake i made that's what lot like pushed me away from being okay with my own things and sharing my own stuff. I know my story isn't, you know, flashy and, you know, I don't have that junky pride that some people do in the program. So for me, it was like, just, I got to be okay in my own skin. I have to be okay with my own story because the thing that brought me to the place that I am or I was is the same thing that brought them to where they are. It's that void, that endless, endless void of needing to fill and not being able to. So you, you have to be willing to be okay with your own story and sharing it with others. And that's basically what I was thinking. <laughs> basically what I, what, I, what, what I was thinking. So a question came in over, over on my side. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, the question is, have either of us felt a situation would be made worse by being vulnerable? I'll take, I, I, I'll go first here. Um, have I thought that? Yes. Of course. Um, 100%. Real talk with Russell was never intended to be a thing. <laughs> he didn't start streaming because he wanted to have those conversations. Exactly. You know, you we, we, I just admitted I was a streamer with the community, right? I just mm -hmm. did that, like, like a week ago. or two ago. Mm -hmm. I had no, oh, 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 intent of ever being in front of a camera talking to anybody. That was not a thing. And suddenly, May 11th, it happened. May 12th, there I was. But that wasn't a thing. And so, I, honestly, because me... I feel like being wrong all the time would be a problem. <laughs> I always felt that it would be made worse. But then I also feel like that um, being not being vulnerable would would be the would make it would actually make it worse. Would make it would make it more worse than not than being vulnerable. That not being vulnerable would make it more worse than being vulnerable. If that makes sense. Because yes. then, 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 then there's the facade. There's the facade that I then have to keep up. The, it, okay, here we go. Go, do it. Here we go. Run. Got this. Here we go. Right. Had a conversation a couple of days ago, and some of you all know this that my relationship with my with with my wife my wife is ending. Okay. Let's just put it out there. It's ending. And I had to be in a vulnerable place to say, hey, look, this is not going to work. It just absolutely is not going to work. Here's the reasons why, but it's not going to work. Now, having to tell these reasons why it's not going to work. What if I said, well, you know what? I think, you know, I, I think it'd be fine. Then what? Then what? So now I'm, fe I'm, I'm feeling, knowing, understanding that this, this can't be a thing, but because I feel like saying that would make the situation worse, I opt out of being that vulnerable, and now I portray something completely different. What does that do? What does that do? It's, it's a matter of, in my opinion, being honest. Because a lot of times being honest, especially when it comes to matters of the heart, has a degree of vulnerability. I mean, think about it. I didn't I didn't think that guy would it would like me. I had no clue. <laughs> that guy. Honestly, I didn't know the man existed until I stumbled into a stream randomly and became his random attorney. <laughs> Literally how that happened. Literally how that happened. And so it was at some point I was, I, we started having these conversations on a very deep level, you know? And so I, it could have been, oh, he's going to ban me from a stream. I'm, it, it's going to be the worst thing ever. Because I, and I, I thought that I'm like, here's this random guy. He doesn't know where I came from. Just all of a sudden one day appeared and now we have some deep conversations. Really? <laughs> really? Just, just like that? Yeah, dude, I don't know who you are. Go get some help. Never come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. You know, 
You know, you're like, nah, we're not doing this. You'll keep you. You got some stuff going on. I do too. So do that. But my my being vulnerable, look where we are now. <laughs> look literally where we are now. I mean, you all know how many times have you seen him on my stream, right? For whatever reason. I just pop in there randomly and was like, hey, how are you? And he tells me to go away because I should be streaming. I tell him that exactly. I am. You're streaming. <laughs> go away. You're streaming. I know I am. That's why everybody sees you. And then I mean, I mean, really, let's 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 be honest. You know, humor is a thing, right? How many times have you seen somebody hide in their own stream? I've only seen it one time. I'm like, he's literally hiding from me <laughs> in his own stream. You know, you've seen it three times. It doesn't happen often, mistress. <laughs> it's a rarity. Yo, wait. Yeah, but I mean, like, but, but that's, but that, that kind of relationship came as a result of, 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 of vulnerability. It literally came from the fact of both of us being vulnerable. And so, have I felt that? Yeah, I have. But I felt that not being vulnerable would be much worse than the results of being vulnerable. I, I agree. I, I want to make a point to the question. Also, I want to bring up what, uh, what Everset brought up too. So a couple things. So one, one thing that is crucial to this conversation that neither of us brought up yet, just because we're talking about being vulnerable doesn't mean we're saying put yourself in a position to be victimized either. Because being vulnerable, to me, is an asset. It's a strength. It's saying... I'm being honest about who I am because I'm tired of all the bullshit layers and filters I would normally put in front of myself. So you're just getting everything. I'm not making my I'm not going to allow myself to get hurt by being vulnerable because you can't. Here it is. Here's everything I am. Here's the man that I am. What? What do you have? What do you have that I'm not offering already? You can't hurt me in in this space. I'm not saying put yourself in a situation where People could take advantage of you for being vulnerable or, or hurt you in some way. Obviously, like you still need to have your wits about you in the world because, you know, people are animals and they're going to take advantage or try to hurt you or whatever. It's just the way it is. But I'm also an optimist and I get far more of these conversations than I do the other, you know, putting myself in that position. So I will say, let me make sure I got the question right. What was it again? Uh, and real quick, I'll also say, you don't have to put all your business out there. You don't no. have to just randomly just Throw say, you know there. what? I'm being vulnerable. Here's Get all everything. of my business. All of it. Just all of it. Here's, here's my trunk. Here's my luggage. Here's my baggage. All of it. Just dump it out. That's, 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 that's not what we're talking about. No. Not that. And then know your audience. The question is, have either of you felt in a, have either of you felt a situation will be made worse by being vulnerable? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So um, talking about being uh, sober, clean or whatever in the corporate environment has always been something I've been terrified by because let's be honest, people judge. I don't care, especially in the last 10, 15 years since the skyrocketing rates of substance abuse have, have not just affected our country, but just the world in general. 
there's far more people who are recovering addicts or who know somebody who's a recovering addict or somebody who died because of addiction. But let's not kid ourselves. There are still a lot of people who judge. And so, yes, being vulnerable in that space, um, I was definitely concerned because I didn't want it to impact my career. I didn't want people to, you know, maybe not consider me for a promotion or a raise or whatever because I, you know, told them that, hey, you know, I used to, I used to be an addict. I was, I was an active, I was an active addict. So yeah, to be honest with you, absolutely. There are times when I felt like that would hurt more than it would improve. But again, that's knowing your audience. Like Hammer said, you don't have to have all your business out there. You have to know the place you're which. It's, I guess, I'll bring it back to the point I made before about the willingness. Are you willing to, if all the variables are in place, be vulnerable to open yourself up to other people and to allow yourself to show who the hell you really are? I guess, does that make sense? Perfect sense. Okay. And then I just want to talk about what Everset said really quick. So... She says, I feel like the steps we go through for forgiveness is the very same that we go through for grief. We grieve the loss of a friendship or a relationship, etc. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. With the caveat that that's a cycle. It's not a linear path. Because you you keep having to close the loop over and over and over again the the, the the extremeness of it changes you know you don't have that visceral like Ugh! but there's still times where again as people like having to work through and and able, be able to forgive that you end up going back to the denial phase where you're like no it's a fucking way i'm gonna forget really have i been killing my like kidding myself this whole time so yeah i feel like i i do agree but just with the acceptance, like with the understanding that that's a cyclical thing, at least in my mind, anyway. Yeah, I I, I agree because if you're not careful, you your acceptance. If you when you start thinking about it, will transition back into denial. Exactly. And you're and that and then there you are again going back through it. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Be like, but no, you know, you know. Okay, <laughs> no. maybe they did make a mistake. Damn it. Right. But no, you couldn't have. There's no way. <laughs> oh, you specifically. You knew what you were doing. Right, and now and now we're here again, and so uh, yeah, definitely one hundred percent. That's it. It, it can't be that, um, but 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 I mean, then that too. Ever said you can go in and out of each step multiple times. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be that that specific cycle. You know, it could it could just to be some sort of random assortment of of those. Uh, if 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 you're not careful, definitely if you're not careful. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, definitely. It's just. It's a tough space to be in. It is very uncomfortable. But just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's the end of whatever. You know, I, I think I said this before. I think it's we grow we grow the most from these uncomfortable places. I I think that we definitely um I'm being rude. We change we 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 oh no, you're good. We, we, I, I definitely think that we, it's, I've always been told that it takes the bad times or the rough time to know what the good times are. Otherwise, I, if something's yeah. always bad, then you won't, you won't have any, you won't have any comparison to that. But then it, it is very possible to cause these rougher times, these, 
more difficult times to be a positive time. I mean, and, and people have, excuse me, people have done whatever to me because in my mind, I've somewhat trained myself that in everything that could seem negative, I've got to find something positive. You know, even if something as simple as, well, I, I at least I learned what not to do. <laughs> if nothing else, I learned don't do that because that's bad. If nothing else. And that apply that will apply everywhere. But take it and and make it something to grow by. Take don't let it be something that chops you down because it could. I mean, life life can beat you down. It can beat you over the head and it can be unrelentless. Relentless, unrelentless, right. whichever one is applied. Yeah. Uh, it could be, it, it, it could just be that, whatever that word is. Um, but sure, but you can take that and instead of being pounded into the ground, let it solidify the roots that you have. And from there, make it something that helps you grow. I think, I think that's important, even out of all of this, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's bad stigmas, no matter what it is, I, I think it's very important that we we use it as a stepping stone. I've I've been told that things like everything in life could be considered a stone, right? It's up to you to determine whether it's a stepping stone or a stumbling block. Right? So it's just it's just a matter of determining that. Right. And I don't know where I was really going with that, but I just kind of started talking. Well, we're just, that's okay. That's all right. We go off on our tangents. Um, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately we kind of, we kind of did what we came here to do tonight. You know, I think we set a really good foundation. We told a bit of our stories. Um, but let's, I think we could wrap up by talking about what it is that we want from this, this, these conversations. Like, you know, we're not going to know until after, you know, we've settled and kind of decompressed a little bit um, how we want to proceed and what, you know, even what the folks in, in chat would want going forward. But, you know, our hope, because when, when we came to the realization, specifically talking about the, the conversation about what happened to my parents and what happened to Hammer's mother and our similar thoughts on the thing. That's what brought us to this place. That was really um, the impetus behind everything. It's like, holy shit, we took this, these incredibly difficult situations and said, you know what? Probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Made me the man I am today because of X, Y, and Z. So um, I think going forward, you know, like there's other things I want to talk about, like uncertainty, fear. Um, shit that mo mo should motivate us, you know, like, you know, why am I a 40 year old man in this position? Or, you know, why is hammer, you know, doing X and he wants to, I mean, like, there's a lot of other places we can go with these conversations. So, um, let's play a game. What, what do you want out of this? Like you hammer, what do you want out of this? What do you foresee for us? I, I think I can, I think I put this all in. A, a, a simple, simple statement, but simple few statements. I just want somebody to be helped. At the, at the, I just want somebody to be helped. Out of all that, I, I, out of all I've experienced, I just want somebody to be helped in yeah. whatever way they need it. 
I just want, sure, my life may not, may not be your life, but hopefully something that I've experienced and learned can be applicable to your life, to their life, to his life, to her life. That's my whole thing. If I can just have one person, mission success, mission a complete success, I'm good. That's it. I respect that. I, I agree. I, I will say, I think what I want is I want this to be normalized and I want it to be common. Yeah. I, I really do. Because again, we, we, there's so much, it's like in our face, mental health awareness. I mean, there's a mental health awareness month There's, but like, are we actually having the conversations? Are we, I mean, I know there's, there's a, a million different forums out there and this is just one of many, but it's, are we having the conversations we need to be having? So this is just one more, you know, if that's happening and there's thousands and thousands of them out there. Awesome. Let's, let's just be one more, one more candle, so to speak. I don't know some lame ass metaphor, but <laughs> you get my point. Um, so yeah, so that's what I want to see with this. I want to see us, you know, continue, you know, I, I want to talk about things like self doubt. I want to also, you know, talk about triumphs too. Like this doesn't always, this doesn't have to have negative connotations all the time. Like we can talk about, you know, the stuff that we're currently experiencing and going through, like you just mentioned before, you know, the, dis the, your relationship dissolving, so to speak, um, or my own current struggle with everything. No, <laughs> with, um, depression. So, I, that's what I'd like to see out, out of these conversations is just to continue this on, on as regular basis as we're willing. I think we have planned about every two weeks, so not next Sunday, but the Sunday after. And then eventually what I think, just to complicate our overlay issue from today even further, is to get a guest in on the conversation. We'll do Hollywood Squares. We'll do a whole thing. I'll look down, say hi. <laughs> or, or point the wrong way you'd be like yeah that guy wait that wait. guy over there wait no he's up there <laughs> suddenly you're doing the macarena it's all it's all thing <laughs> oh it's mr it's, to it's totally happening i did it earlier i had to test it you couldn't see it but i was testing to see where my finger would, would go and then i realized yeah, which, the wrong am way. i pointing at the right to sit yeah <laughs> i keep realizing uh, like you I'm, know, I'm looking I, in yeah go ahead Go, go. No, go. No, I was just going to say, I keep looking. I'm like, wait, am I looking? Because I want to make it look like I'm looking at you, even though I'm looking away. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 I'm looking all over the place. I just, I just, it's these three monitors just, just does the thing. But so I, I want to hear, we, and we've, we've got just a few minutes. By the way, we don't just people. have a few minutes. We're only planning for two hours. If we go over, no one cares. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want to hear from the people. What do you all think? Yeah. You know, I want to, you know, sure. I know some, it's maybe been a lot to, to chew on, but look, uh, God damn it! I said it one time. <laughs> Never let me live it down. It might have been a lot to, maybe, maybe a lot to 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 chew on. But I want to. Uh, I would like. I would like. You know, and sure, we can get this feedback. It may come later on. But for those who yeah. were here, what do you, what do you think? How 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 what? Who, what, when, where, why, why? Who, what, when, where, why, and how? I want to know all of that. You know, just, just, just because like this is a pilot, right? That's what we're. That's what we market this as. This is a pilot it's a show. We're doing this we as a show. It's a thing. Yes. 
And so we we just want to see what you all think about it. We really want to see if you think this, you know, if you think it's the worst idea ever, please tell us. Be honest with us, yeah. Um, right. If you think that Sid's overlay is terrible, please tell me so that we can Look, take some time to work on it. You mind your business about my overlay. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, we, we really want to know um, in any thoughts that you have, we, we would love to hear that just be, again, because it was something that Sid came to me and said, I have an idea. I said, okay, shoot. This was his idea. I said, well, that's interesting. He said, well, why is that? Because I was going to, I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> I was going to bring to you the same idea because something I thought about, and then somebody brought it to me asking, could, could this be a thing? And so I wanted, and so, of course, we think it's the greatest idea since bread, not just the slice kind, bread, period. Just but the, the we idea know of what bread. the people think. <laughs> well, ever set um, mistress. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, go ahead. You, you go. I'm, I was going to read some of the feedback in case people are, are 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 sitting on the fence or want to share something. So ever set says this is a much needed thing on Twitch. It's like I just said, you two could be slash are two more lights in overwhelming darkness. Mr. says, um, what you discussed tonight put a light into what I have been doing over, or doing or thought of doing. You are doing great, uh, a great thing having these talks and opening people's, opening, I can't talk, I can't read. Opening eyes and even minds. Please keep it up, I will tune in every time. Okay. Well, thank you for that really glowing feedback. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent appreciated because we just we just we mean we want to know, and so um, I don't have anything on my side unless somebody is furiously typing. If they're on the phone, I'm sure they're doing a lot of backspacing because um, I do that too. Or just you have just terrible words that don't make sense. I but I, I appreciate that as well. You know, it's one of those things where, like like Sid said, we had some sort of a some sort of talking points, but for the most part, it was just. Fly by the seat of my pants, or and and hope they didn't tear. <laughs> I hope they didn't, I didn't write a single thing. It was literally down. just. <laughs> I didn't have a single thought written at all. I told him two days ago. I was like, I'm gonna do a couple of bullet points, so I have. I didn't do a fucking thing. No show prep at all. <laughs> and I don't feel bad because I don't. I don't have. I don't have anything. I don't. I don't have any paper around nope. me. At, the most paper I have is sitting in this printer right here <laughs> that is blank. Right. <laughs> exactly. Literally it's blank. And so it, it was really just um it was really just having a conversation, which is what it what we wanted it to be. I will say, uh Ken, uh he says, truthfully, this whole community has helped tremendously. Y'all are real people. We all been through some we all been through the same crap, and this whole chapter in his life has thus far been his favorite. That's what it's about. Yeah. And that's that's kind. And I, I want to read what Donnie just wrote. How do you know someone is deserving of your vulnerability or do you just use a personal judgment? And do you think only personal judgment versus general consensus is deserving? Um, I don't think one way or the other because my vulnerability is part of who I am as a person. I put it out there. So if somebody says, so, okay. So if I put myself in a vulnerable position and someone takes a, tries to take advantage of that, again, like I said earlier, what are you doing to me? What can you do to me? I, I'm not like, again, I'm using vulnerability as a, as a strength, as an asset in the situation where you can't hurt me because 
I'm giving you everything that I am and I'm okay with all of that. That's what I mean by being vulnerable. Again, it's not allowing yourself to be put into a victimized situation. So let me, I, I want to make, do some kind of analog to, I guess, Twitch. Let's put it this way. Like, so if I support somebody on Twitch or I do something, I'm doing it for me because I'm not expecting it back. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. Like you do something for you because it makes you feel better as a person getting things out there, doing something, not because you're expecting the same back. Like if you get it back, cool. But you know what? You're like, Hey, this is me. This is who I am. You don't like it. Fuck off. Period. And then, um, alien says, I think your podcast is spot on and it might've hit a nerve for a sec there. But in the end, this is a damn good, helpful knowledge to pass on to others. I appreciate that alien. I really do. So I, I hope yeah. that helped Donnie. Yeah, and like I said, it, it wasn't designed to be triggering, but we knew no. that it would be. Yeah. You know, I mean, we definitely knew that it would be. Hmm? And so we <laughs> waiting on me. I don't know if he was gonna go or not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we we knew that it would be, which is why we had, you know, the different you know, different commands, things like that. But I don't I'm I don't know another way to say this. And so I will say it, but hear my heart and not what I'm saying. It may need to be triggering in order for us to get to a point where we do something about it. And I think that's that's not the way I want to say it, but I know what you mean. We do have to we do have to deal with it as triggering as it can be. Maybe that's better. As triggering as it can be, if we ever if we if we just leave it where it is it's never going to get to a point where we can deal with it, where we can handle it, where it can be not triggering. How about, how about that? We, we have to in order, in order for that to be a thing. And so, like I said, while it's unfortunate that it is, does that trigger provoke you to do something? And in something, I mean, deal with that, you know, not, something that will harm yourself or someone else. Not that at all. That's not what I'm saying. But does it get to the point where I don't want to be triggered by this anymore? Here we go. I didn't know I was going to go into this story, but another story. Um, and Joe, you feel like hearing other stories that could help you? Oh, okay, we'll deal with that in a second. Um, and Troy, I'll see you as a Troy had a question as to do you get do you get to a point where being vulnerable ever becomes comfortable? We can hit that in a second. Um, no. Um, <laughs> um, when I came back from Afghanistan, um, I thought I was okay. Let me tell you now, I was not. I was not. But I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. I will be just fine. Now, let me give you all some context. I was in, um, I was on a mission, my first mission. This is my first deployment. I'm on a mission, mission and your average bedroom, let's take that, stand in one corner. Look at the opposite corner. That is where a rocket landed. I'm standing at the corner you're in. The one you're looking at is the one that it landed in. I saw it coming in. I heard it when it impacted. I felt the ground trembling under my feet. If that wasn't terrifying enough, I was standing next to 20 thousand gallons of jet fuel 
So should that rocket have been about 25 meters closer, it would have hit a fuel bag that had 10,000 gallons of fuel, which was connected to a fuel pump, which can, which was then connected to another 10,000 gallons of fuel. Bye-bye hammer, right? There was also a situation where I was working in our office and boom, everything's going crazy now. There was again, another rocket attack, but the rocket, we have these things called a T-wall. So it's a giant concrete wall. And so about right here from the top of the wall, there's a hole. The rocket, which was old, malfunctioned, came in low and hit that wall. Had it been an inch higher, an inch higher, it would have hit because they, they did the trajectory. It would have hit right outside the office I was working in where there was a fuel truck with that had 2,350 gallons of fuel in it. Not to mention the fuel needed to take to, to, to run the truck. It would have, it would have hit on or near that truck. So people quite naturally that those things do something to you. So I come home and I think I'm okay. I think things are good. Any loud noise puts me in a weird spot um, to the point that I'm ducking under stuff because I'm thinking of somebody's trying to kill me um, to the point that there was one night where, and I won't go too long. There's one night where I was at somewhere and they um, deal with the big air, air tanks, the skinny long ones. Well, they released the air at some point and they did that and it freaked me out. Like, I didn't know what was, I mean, I knew what it was. I've, I've heard that, but it happened and it threw me for a loop. And so people saw me like, they were like, what's wrong? They were like, oh, something's happened. He's, he's triggered. Let's go there. He's triggered. And so I was like, but okay, I, I, I'll be fine. Um, but I got to go home, you know, cause I wasn't home. So I get in my car, I drive home. Um, I get in, I'm shaking at this point. Um, I'm literally trembling. So I go and I, I go in, I go in the house and there's a restroom right there. I go and I'm, you know, just sitting there trying to get myself together. My phone vibrates because they want to make sure I got home. I nearly jumped out of my skin. I'm like, okay, it's just your phone, Russ. You're good. You're fine. It happens again. I'm like, okay, I know what it is. The ice in the, in the freezer, it made ice and it dumped it into the tray. As faint as it was, I heard it. Almost had a heart attack. It was at that point, I, okay, Russell, you are not okay. You are not okay. And now you have to, you have to do something about this. And so my point is, it took that happening in order for me to realize that I'm not, that I'm not okay. Because then it went into some, and well, no, I waited. I didn't do that right away. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I'm Russell. I can do this and I'll be just fine. Went into depression and anxiety because I can do this. Because then it became, why can't I get myself together? Why is it that I can't do that? I can do everything else, but why can't I get, what is wrong with me that I can't do this? 
and it I went into a very quick downward downward spiral. So I finally reached out for help, right? Finally reached out for help. And I got a I mean, I'll I'll be honest. You're looking at a disabled vet of 80% disabled, but 70% of that is is PTSD. Because they have some weird it should be something else, but whatever. 70% of my disability is as a result of, as a result of diagnosed PTSD from not just those two events, but from that whole thing and even other things that go along with that. And so it's, 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 it's from that, that they gave me these medicines. So I was on a medicine that one for mood to keep me kind of level. One was for anxiety. So five, one's on four, one's for anxiety. One was to help me sleep. Cause of course I didn't do that. And then another was to prevent nightmares so that I could sleep. And so I was taking at, at least four pills every day. The anxiety medicine was one that you took, you increased gradually. So at some point it got up to seven a day. I had to take four of these until I got the higher dose. Four of the anxiety a day, one for mood, one to help me sleep, and one to prevent nightmares. And I said, okay, awesome. I, at least I got some help. And I met with my psychiatrist twice, oh, twice a month. As things go on, well, I can tell you now, I don't take any medicine. I still meet my psychiatrist just for the sake of making sure we're good. I don't take any medicine because at, 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 that empowered me to do things. Because when something happens, I'm like, okay, wait, Russell, wait, where are you? Okay, where are you? Okay, you are in a restaurant. That means nobody's trying to kill you. So then your flight, your fight or flight response doesn't have to be activated. I started developing then these um, procedures, if you will, so that I didn't automatically go into a certain mode. But I had to start, I mean, I had to be triggered in order to get the help to start at the pro to, to start the process. Cause I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to deal with it. Don't ask him about that. Don't ask him about deployment. Don't ask about anything. Can I see a picture? No. Can you tell me so-and-so show won't. Uh, well, I just want to know the tragedy. That's where I was, but I, it took me having to deal to, to get into that. And, and, and in some cases I had to read, I relived that. I relived those experiences to get to the point where now I can have this conversation and be okay with it. I can have this conversation about all of that and be okay and not have to go rushing to try to find it. Cause I have it. It's the message. It's, it's, it's within arm's reach if I needed it, but, and I'll say there's two parts about that. Um, one, it took me realizing that I was being triggered in order to go seek out help. And then on the, on the other side of that, I was determined to be better because even the, the psychiatrist said, well, listen, the medicines only do so much. There is a portion that is allotted to me as the, the person to supplement what the medicine's doing. It's just designed to put me in a place where I can then go on and be or do what I need to do. And so that's, that's kind of my, um, that's kind of my thing is about it is that you have, you have to be able to at least start with them 
and it, it might put you in a rough spot, but it's then that you can start to develop the healing process, the progressing process, whatever the name of that process is, is so that you can come out of it. And then if you don't, at least you can very, you can manage it very well because I mean, there's still times where something happens. My eyes get biggest. Sorry. Had a thought. I was thinking about the Flintstones and he, Fred told Wilma that his, um, that her eyes were beautiful like frying pans. <laughs> and so I was getting ready to say that my eyes get big as frying pans. Um, there are times in my eyes, and you all, you, you know my eyes, they get big and you know something's up. But because of, uh, because of a determination that I had, it doesn't send me flying under tables. Um, a guy that I went with, he was in the mall and a balloon popped. And he took his girlfriend and like, threw her to the floor and was covering her because of things we went through in Afghanistan. I wasn't to that point, but those are real things that can happen. And so I think my, well, I know my point was we, we may have to be uncomfortable. We may have to be in that triggered state to provoke us to get the help that we need. Well, thanks for sharing that. Cause I know you shared part of that very briefly a while ago. Um, God damn. Thank Just thank you. I don't know what else to say to that, but just thank you for sharing that. I want to, I'm looking something up cause I want to, I want to share something really quick with based on what you just talked about. Um, cause it's, it's really vital to me to, uh, part of this. And then I think we'll, we'll wrap up after. Um, okay. Let's do this properly here. Uh, a second. Okay. So with regard to you taking action. So one of the things this is going <laughs> to wish me luck. Cause this is going to be a bitch to navigate through, um, to get to my point. One of the things in, um, in the 12 step program, um, Step number eight, okay? We made a list of all persons that we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Um, when you do this, you write a list of everyone and everything that has ever happened to you during your life. Anybody you've ever wronged, who has wronged you, and you write what your part in it is. So let's say, you know, you were somebody who stole a lot of money from somebody. Let's say your grandmother. So grandma, I stole money, blah, blah, blah. This is you getting through that whole sort of inventory. Okay. And one of the things that's important to point out to getting to your point of um, experiences and triggering is things that happen to you. You have to write those. So let's say, and again, this is a hard one to navigate through, but this all comes to a head to the point that you made. Let's say you were abused in some way, shape or form when you were young. Okay. And it happened to you. Okay. And it is the, the thing is, what was your part in it? Well, you were there, you were the victim of it. So the idea behind that sort of exercise is to say, what 
what then do you do with that information in that how does what happened to you impact how you act towards other people and act towards yourself because you may need to make an amends to yourself because you did suffer something you know getting back to that whole forgiveness thing so you know it wasn't your fault that somebody you know on the other side fired rockets at you but clearly your part in it was you were the victim of it you had to still take action to deal with something the same way anybody has to deal with something that happened to them and taking action to deal with those things and i and i think with regard to triggering as you put it in the end like so dealing with my father's suicide i dealt with a very let's call it challenging situation the aftermath okay so much to the point where even to this day it still it, it still impacts me um pretty terribly but i will say this though because i sought the help that i i needed to seek and it was it was a battery of it um i process it much different in in the wake of 911 um, a few days after a friend of mine and I went to ground zero to try and help with the search and rescue, uh, effort. We were only there for 10 hours before they shut down operations and turned it over to the city. I carried that for a long time and the things that sit with inside of us the things that we should talk to mental health professionals about these, these incredibly triggering events that we deal with all individually in, in the end require us to take action. And I'm not, I'm not saying these are easy things, but how it, it ultimately boils down to, and this is why I'm, I'm relating it to that step in, in within the 12 steps is how are you treating yourself? How does that make you treat others? You know, Hammer having, you know, been in a combat situation, how were you treating Hammer and how were you treating your family, your friends, were you, you know, whatever. The same way with me in the end, how was I treating my wife and my family? It, that's what that boils down to. Nobody is saying that those other things, like you're in any way at fault, but how you proceed in treating you as a person and others that's that's the thing that you have some control over. That's a thing you can take steps towards healing. I think I hope I didn't fuck royal fuck up royally and and ruin the explanation. I think I uh, I was going for, but do you understand my point? Because ultimately, like, yeah, it's it's yes. Go ahead. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. The issue is there, right? But what do you do? I think we we've talked about that before too. At at some point. It's there. We know that we have to do something, right? You know, from there, or and then and acknowledge what you're doing, and is it the right course of action? What? How about this? Whether intentional or not, because you could be treating somebody poorly because you're in a because you're triggered, and you may not mean to, 
It may not be your desire, but it's happening. It's a real thing that's happening. So, and then, I mean, you you said it. Determining what the, what what is actions that are being taken, and then do you are are they appropriate? And then, what do you do from there? But it's not that, it, and it's also not that simple because I'm not sitting here trying to quantify yes. it as this very simple task. This is clear. But again, like no, as the banner above us says, difficult conversations. Like this is the point of this thing. This whatever the hell this is, is to have that difficult conversation with yourself and be comfortable with going to that place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this, that none of this, we're not trying to minimize the process of any of this. It's not just, not even oh, this happens and then you're done. Just like yeah, that. Just you know, no, no, not, not like that. But it is to at least explain that there is a process, you know, that you do have to go through cert- certain steps, but those steps aren't always immediate. It is not, it is not, Life oh, home. I acknowledge it. Oh, I'm good. All right, let's go. It's not that, you know, it might take a year for the acknowledgement and then it may take another five to deal, to deal with acknowledgement. You know, it's that kind of thing, but it's just to under- make you understand that there is a process, you know, there is a process in it. And, you know, sure, these might be the, the very quick steps, to, it might be very quick to name the steps out, but say, yeah, these things, these these real things, these real things take time. They really do take time. So, so understanding that, sure, understanding where you are in the process. How about that? Okay, so I'm at this point. I know I've got a few more things to do, but I'm I am at least in the in the in the in the process because I know me. I've been one to be like, well, you're not really doing anything. You know, you just you just kind of here, but then I have to take time to realize. Oh, wait a minute! I did this. I did this. Okay, so I'm in this step, and it, it allows you also to focus your efforts in a sense. You know, if you are if you knowing that you're trying to deal with what you've acknowledged, then then you can kind of know what to do. Because even in that step, you may have multiple actions in the one step. From from that, so that's I I want to make sure that it's you. We're not giving the impression that, and we've said it. But just not that this, 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 and you're great. And just like that, yeah. within 15 minutes, you're good. <laughs> I guess ultimately the point is you are worth being at peace. You you are worth having peace of mind. That's, that's I think, the message that I am trying to convey and what I draw from Hammer's message. You're, it's, you deserve some goddamn peace, period, end of story. And, and again, that can be a few months, a few years, a lifetime. Because some of the things that people talk about that we won't broach on this, conver- on this conversation or another one take a lifetime to deal with. But it is worth dealing with. And that's the message. Like, is we can sit here all night long and talk about all the disclaimers that we're not mental health professionals. We're not this. And also, you know, I know even within that space of finding finding help is difficult. Navigating the healthcare system. That's a whole conversation for another stream, another podcast, not here. Um, all those spaces. I mean, look, you, you know, you're a veteran. The VA, I'm sure, is an absolute nightmare. We've all heard the stories. Um, that's not the purpose of this. The purpose of this is just accepting, like, the conversation and the action that like the ability to want to say like, yeah, okay, I want peace. I want, I want to do something. I want to, I want to be able to like start some kind of healing. I don't know. I I think we're all over the road here at this point, but 
I, I think we we got we got to our points. Um, ultimately. Well, this was uh, great. Yeah. I hope so. I hope people liked it. I mean, we got some good feedback. Uh, what I learned from my career is listen more, talk less, and be compassionate. Donnie says, "That's a hundred percent right. That's a hundred percent right. Listening is important. I may suck sometimes at uh, not interrupting people, but <laughs> I think I'm a decent listener for the most part." So, let him tell him, "Hey, I was talking. Wait a minute." <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Well, I think we did it, my friend. I um again. There's anybody left in chat, and then you want to continue this? If you have any feedback that you don't want to share in the stream, but you, you feel free to just message me. Um, message me off offline. I don't. I'm not going to speak for Hammer, but you know, just feel free to. to reach same for out. me. Same for me. Okay. Same for me. If you want to reach out, to reach out. There are mental health channels in both of our discords if you choose to use them. So please, there are people who are in there who will offer. Off, and if anybody decides to be any other any other way, then you won't see them long. Um, yes, you know those exactly. kind of things. So you do have you do have those re those resources. Um, in you know so so please by all means, it's not. Um, this is not a a, a one off thing. So we'll have these things, but you, you at least if you need to reach somebody offline, you know definitely do that. Um, just for the sake, even even if it's just bouncing ideas off each other, I do it to that guy all the time. But like, I got a question. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Or I was like, or I mean, there's been times like I got an issue, or I'll just I'll just come out and just stay with say with like the time I talked about being insecure. I was like, so something made me insecure. <laughs> just yep. just right out there now not hey not good evening not how are you <laughs> i got a problem start a we need to talk right now right <laughs> so so please um de definitely 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 all right i'm i'm good well vanessa says she's glad that she's caught she caught some of this conversation thank you so much for doing this uh joey says good point correct direction joe says that uh yeah it's 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 good so th this this is what we're here to do Exactly. Let me just read these last two things and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up, I guess. Um, my father died from squamous cell carcinoma. I mean, unless you don't want to, we can just go forever. Let's make it a 12 hour stream, uh, which is a very aggressive form of skin cancer. Denial took a couple of weeks, the anger towards him and myself for it years. His cancer was caused by being out in the sun and protected working for my uncle who was also mad, who I was also mad out for the same length of time. Part of me is still mad, but going through the process was definitely not linear took a long time to get to forgiving him. I, yeah, I mean, I can imagine, but again, as you said, as we've said endlessly here, it is indeed a process. Um, and not at all easy either. It's sometimes a massive pain in the ass. Um, I reach out to sit all the time. <laughs> yes, Donnie. I, and I, listen, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Um, but yeah, why don't we, why don't we wrap well, I'll I'll just chat yep. with, chat for a minute, and we'll talk offline, and we'll figure out the next time we're gonna do this. But this was great, my friend. Thank you for um, agreeing to put this together, and uh, for Hammer's chat. Thank you for stopping by tonight. You guys are amazing, supporting Hammer. He deserves more support. A lot of love. Everybody in your chat knows me, but <laughs> bye guys. All right, I'll see you, my friend.
Are we going to just end it? Are we going to show somebody some love? What are we going to no, do? No, I think I think we'll like. I'd like to raid out. I just can't do it in here. I got to like shut my camera off and do a whole thing, and because we haven't coordinated oh and figured life out yet. All right, hold on. You know, we're fine, 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 <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Let's figure it out. <laughs> well, first of all, I want I want to say hi, um, Wild Bagels and Vulcan. Thank you guys for the raids. I appreciate you. I cannot go back and say hi to everybody because I just missed so much. I hope people weren't upset by that. Um, I just I wanted to focus on the conversation, uh, the lack of interruptions. So if I if I did miss anything anyone said, please understand this. We're just feeling this whole thing out and um, you know seeing what's going to work and what's not working. Um, thank you both for doing it. Thank you, Kissy. Thank you for saying that, friend. I I really do appreciate. But um, I think we'll head out to you. Want to you want to do a double raid? What do you want to do? Oh, why, why, why would we not do a double raid? Thank you, Everset, for all of your help, too. Uh, I appreciate yes, oh my god. All, all my mods. Holy crap. This would be a, this would be even more of a shit show if not. So you said yes to a double raid? Who do we want to raid? We want to raid somebody yeah. playing Phasmo, just chatting. What are we doing here? I will leave it up to you this time. I'll take next time. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Who... Episode is the best. All the love to all the mods on both sides. I don't know your mods, but I'm sure yes. they're amazing. Well, you know, because damn it, they hang out with you and you're amazing. Also, we're doing um, this, unfortunately, this uh, stuff makes us uncomfortable, right? So, what are we doing? What? Just sitting here uncomfortably waiting for me to look at the list? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no. no. You're saying, you're saying nice things makes, makes me uncomfortable. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, I just getting out of the way so you didn't do it to me. You know what I mean? Remember, I am the one. I, I Onion flowers. I, I am that originator. Play with me if yes. you want to. Oh, okay. Chibos, All right. Chibos, a... Chibos, Chibos <laughs> said she was cutting onions. It's a weird Don't flex. cut onions, Chibos. It's, it's too, late to, too late to cut onions. Don't cut yeah, onions right say, now. It's, don't, don't cut onions in the kitchen. <laughs> Please. God's sake. Uh, well, well, do mm -hmm. cut them in the kitchen. When Don't cut them that, anywhere you else. You can trigger a hunt nope. even on amateur. Let's see. You know what? We can uh, let's raid out to Mighty Chingus. Let's let's send everybody over to some uh, to some Phasmo. How about that? Does that sound good to you? I've been raiding out to him all forever. For it. Okay. All right. Let me switch over to. Oh, thank you, thank you, Everset. Yeah. So if you're subbed, copy the first one. You're not subcopy the second oh. one. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you. Whoever said I got it. I I forgot. <laughs> Again, if I missed a chat, if I miss anything, please understand. You know, we're just trying to feel this whole thing out. Um, but we're gonna find a different way to do it next time, and blah blah blah. We'll, we'll work it out. But love you all. <laughs> thank you guys for joining. Um, invalid username. What? Oh, that's right. I can't use the at symbol. Has to just be the name. Raid has been created. There we go. All right, I will be on tomorrow for some uh, for some faz again to Wild Bagels um, and Pokemon Mongo. Thank you for the follows and for the raid uh, Wild Bagels and Vulcan. All right, let's go say hi. Go show some love to uh, Mighty Chingus, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hammer, love you, buddy. Thank you, my friend. See ya. Love you too, my dude. I'm. <laughs>